This show is brought to you by Coventry. This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com and Mercury Retrograde. One for trouble. Two for the base. Three for the latest. And four for the blaze. Yo, yo, yo. It's that heat. That heat, that heat, that heat. It's that heat, yo. The heat coming thick down from Sao Paulo. Baking New York, shaking up the Apollo. The rhyme I ignite, people bite and swallow. But the way they recite it, it's sounding real hollow. Hollow like empty 40-ounce bottles. Holla at your boy if you want to date models. Brazilian beauties with booties that wobble. Boobies like tooties that fog up your goggles. Yeah, I keep a hot full throttle. Beats bang out to keep your head on bobble. Instrumentally, I'm rich like Lotto. Fundamentally, I just can't follow or get sentimental with winners in my bros. Diving, ducking, dodging from hollow. Point bullets that turn bodies into John Doe's. I stay positive and rock mics because I go one for the trouble, the trouble, two for the base, the base, three for the latest, the latest, and four for the blaze, the blaze. Slow down, baby. Trouble. 
I know. So I have like a kind of like a little Eminem crush. But you know, sometimes he's cute and sometimes he's not. Okay. I don't know what it is about him. But. You know, my crushes are weird. I get crushes on really successful people versus just superstars. So, and and that's you know that's just kind of I mean, and that, but I was when I was a kid, I was just totally in love with David Bowie. With who? David Bowie. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. don't get it, but... That's okay. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't get him and him, so... Right, right. <laughs> Which so, I don't have a crush on him this week, you know, so... Okay, good. <laughs> no, we pretty much... I think we pretty much scared off all of our uh, listeners earlier with uh, the start of that with that song, but we are sort of a family show, so... Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's Mercury Retrograde, so you're going to make some different changes and decisions that might... And I won't let you make song choices anymore when you're tired. That's my... Uh, I put a post-it up on the wall. <laughs> Listen to all of Jackie's song choices because I thought these were going to be like political songs or something. I forgot that this one was that way. Honey, it's called that heat. What he what what he did that they were going to be talking about? Yeah, I mean, I I hear I was thinking it's going to be some big old political song, you know. uh, A few other ones. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to listen to them all now before I upload them. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a good idea. So on, uh, you know, one of the best uh, moments of my weekend uh, this past weekend was when you uh, messaged me on Sunday. You texted me and said, "When does Mercury go retrograde?" And I said, "Tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm on the plane." You know. I know it's a it's it's, it's a little wild. Um, so Mercury is uh, retrograde um, yep. and you in the sign of Aries. You can tell by the beginning of the show too. <laughs> It, it's it's retrograde in Aries, and uh, you know just to remind everybody, Mercury retrograde in Aries. The sign of Aries is very impulsive. Um, uh, it tends not to think about things before it does things. It's more concerned with um, what is going to happen next week rather than it uh, than today. So one of the issues in regards to this particular Mercury retrograde is you're going to find a lot of people are frustrated by because Mars is retrograde, the ruler of Aries is retrograde as well. So um, you're going to find a lot of people are really kind of deeply um, frustrated, feeling like that they can't get anything done. Um, uh, and also the interesting thing that uh, I was reading the other day is that there may be um, an upswing in vandalism during this Mercury retrograde because people can't control their inclinations. Thus picking the songs that I picked. Yeah, Jackie couldn't <laughs> control herself, you know. She was she was more interested in that mutual reception between Mercury and Mars. They're mutually recept, Um, because they're in each other's signs. You know, so she was you know, thinking about what she was gonna do with her husband tonight, not what she was gonna be doing on this show. <laughs> I have been away for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. He doesn't listen to the show ever. (laughs) He doesn't. You know the interesting thing. Oh, and one thing I do have to give a shout out to is I do have to give a shout out to to Tony. Uh, Patty will be on the show with us in just a few minutes. But really, when this whole when we decided on the topic for Tony 2012, Mm -hmm. um, I, I really you know Team Keep It Magic really really stepped up. I mean, we had you out of town. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we have uh, Team that, Keep It Magic. Yeah, that does a whole... Team Venture. Team Keep It Magic. 
and uh, you know we we have me that the, the, or I work you know full time and you know doing readings and stuff like that, and it was such a huge subject that I just couldn't get through all of the particular stuff. And when we had Tony helping us and Patty helping us, it's just I'm greatly appreciative that they're there um, when these particular topics come up. Right. And he's got a he's got a good level head about it. He's he's a skeptic on everything. So yeah. He'll he'll say, well, you know, before you before you go off on a tangent. So, knowing that Mercury's coming retrograde, we did a lot of you and and Phoenix and Patty did a lot of research. Um, yeah. While I was while I was busy flipping cards and and um, mucking around in everybody's Akashic records. Yeah. And uh, but it, but it was really you know that they did a really great job you know helping get me all of the particular information that I needed to be able to run this show because we knew that you were going to be you know kind of too tired to run this particular show <laughs> nor do I trust her to run the show today. <laughs> um, and, and I do have to give a shout out to the Phoenix the Younger, Rebecca Phoenix is the um, turned me on to this whole thing first, and um, and she was um, having she was having. She's 15, and we were having an amazing discussion about it this morning because I told her that we were doing a show about this today, and her response was, well, you know, if you talk about this, here's some information. If you talk about this, here's some information. And I have to tell you, I looked it up, everything that she was saying, and the kid was right on. Yeah. So it was. I'm super impressed by by her dedication to this. So. Uh, exactly. And it, it is a situation in which I think that there are a lot of issues um, Involved with it, that I do think that need to be brought up, and I do think, um, you, you know, so this is going to be a full, um, a rounded show in regards to looking at at Tony twenty twelve because there are a lot of issues that I think that people are bringing up, whether it just be um, suspicions or whether it be, um, you know, we've gone through. You know, we went through a whole presidential administration and a half, you know, in, in three and a half years um, of another administration in which, you know, we haven't really seen um, the relationship with the word the truth. Um, uh, so I think that a lot of these questions that are coming up are definitely um, of merit. They may not, uh, they may not be actually what, what is the situation, but uh, I do think that many of them have merit. Let's um, pull Patty on with us. Um, of course, you know to reach Patty off the, hair, the air, it's www.healingswithpattyshaw.com. I think that that's where you are. I'll show kill me if it's not. Um, Patty, welcome to Keep the Magic. Thank you. I can't even hear you, Patty. Uh oh. Are, are you there? Having, I can, can you hear, hear me now? We're having, oh. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Be here. Oh, I tried to put the headset and, on. It's just not working. So. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Technical we tried that once with Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you know, Patty, thank you for uh, helping me to be able to sort through my thoughts on this with Jackie being gone for the weekend. I'm greatly appreciative for all the work that you put into this. Oh, it was my pleasure. I mean, the the whole subject just kind of floored everybody. Jackie and I, like I told you before, we're we're watching the video when alternating between crying and wanting to throw up. It was just horrible, and so um, I was happy to uh, do what I could to get you organized. Yes, and and I'm very very appreciative of it. Um, where I want to go first is I think I want to give out. Um, the seven things that you should know, first of all, 
about the uh, the Coney 2012 campaign. And because there's a lot of people who won't know what the heck we're talking about. Yeah, right now. you may not. Yeah, the, the, the 70, you know, the 80 million people that I last looked, that have not watched, you know, there's 80 million people that have watched the video um, for Coney 2012. But basically, let me give you the brief fill-in on what this is. Um, I'm going to start with number seven on my little cheat sheet here. Okay, number seven is Coney is one of the world's worst war criminals, and the campaign is intended to make him famous, not to celebrate him, um, mm-hmm. but to raise support for his arrest and set a precedence for international uh, justice. Um, number six, and these numbers may be a little bit disturbing. I apologize for them in advance. In the past 20 years, at least 30,000, that's right, 30,000 children have been abducted and used as sex slaves and and child combatants um, in Uganda. And Tony is the person that is responsible for spearheading the brutal kidnapping and brainwashing of these um, particular children. Um, Tony is the leader of an organization that's called the Lord's Resistance Army. Um, now, this organization was founded in way back in 1987, um, and Coney calls himself a, a prophet, whatever that means, and he claims to speak the word of God, and basically he prompts his followers to obey his command, and he justifies all of these particular horrific acts, um, including more abduction uh, of children and murder. Um, Coney, who is currently 50 years old, nobody knows what his birthday is, by the way, um, was born in Uganda and is thought to have at least 42 children. So we know what he likes to do besides kill it. Um, 42 children, and he has more than 60 wives. Mm-hmm. 60. Girl, I don't even know how you handle one wife, <laughs> much less 60. Well. Sixty wives. I mean, uh, I think at that point it's called a harem, and, and they yeah, kind disposable of wives. Themselves. Yeah, yeah, disposable wives. You know, like disposable cars. Um, uh, in May of 2010, a president, uh, Barack Obama, the United States president, uh, signed into law the Lord's Resistance Army Disarmament and Northern Ugandan Recovery Act in order to stop Tony and the LRA. Um, by October. Uh, of 2010, Obama authorized the deployment of 100 U.S. No, let me give out that number, 100 mm-hmm. yeah. U.S. troops to Central Africa, and really focus on that number, 100, um, considering that there are, I believe, uh, 100,000 in Afghanistan. Um, right. U.S. troops to Central Africa with a goal of recovering Tony and the LRA leaders from the field. Now, Jason Russell, who is the founder of Invisible Children, he began this particular campaign after uh, he and his friends uh, went to um, Africa and they met a young child soldier um, in Uganda, and they made a promise to this uh, boy um, that they would help him and others like him to hide from um, the rebels. Um, The group named themselves Invisible Children, because it happened to one child in America, or if it happened to one child in America, there would be an absolute uproar. Um, but it is happening to children in Uganda daily for nearly 30 years. Now, many celebrities have already spoken out in support 
of the campaign. These celebrities are Oprah Winfrey, Ryan Seacrest, Rihanna, Justin Bieber, George Clooney, Lady Gaga, Abano, Kim Kardashian, like we said, listen to her, um, Diddy, um, and Ian Sommerhalder. Um, and these are just a few of the celebrities. There's been a lot more that have kind of attached themselves uh, to them uh, since then. And I think that one of the things that I think that a lot of people are not getting, which um, I think is one of the most important factors in this, is that basically the whole Coney 12 campaign came about as of an interview that George Clooney did, um, and I believe it was with Time magazine, in which he stated that um, if all of these uh, criminal people, you know, all of these people that were doing atrocities um, were as famous as he was, um, that we wouldn't have these particular problems on the planet. Um, and basically the purpose of this is to make um, Coney famous, not to um, revere him uh, in any sort of way. Well, it's the word infamous is what we're looking infamous, for. Infamous, yeah. Infamous. To make him infamous. So um, there's a lot of controversy about this video, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's – so I love the message. Well, I don't love the message. I love that that um, this um, producer and – The concept, yeah. Is, is creating a message and standing up for something. Um, I think that's really what we need to look at on this is that – if we if we pick something and stand up for it, we have a voice, and we join our voices with other people who are picking something and standing up for it, and we can say and we can make change. Like like George Clooney said, we can actually we can absolutely um, uh, make it known. I mean, I you know what this reminds me of on the flip side is um, now I just lost it. Um, um, the rebel in. Um, Oh, forget it. There's there, a, a while ago in the 70s um, of, of a rebel who uh, was working to help people, and and he and it was a grassroots grassroots movement that you got to know who this person was. And I can't remember the damn name. Jim Jones. Not Jim Jones. He was um, South America. I think it was in South America. Yeah, it's not coming to it's it's not coming to my uh to my mind. But you know, I was maybe like four. Yeah. Me too. I know. It was it was just something on the peripheral. Jackie was politi- Jackie was politically active. Or, or um in the in, in Africa, um Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Which the it was a grassroots movement to get to know who Nelson Mandela was. And that's what got him out of prison. So we can use that same power on the flip side and, and get this guy. And, and it's not to say that this isn't the only atrocity going on out there. Yeah. Well, you see, that's one of the things that um, uh, I think uh, – one of the things that people are not getting is that they're – you know, I've been reading a lot of news articles. Um, one specifically was in the Indian Express, um, dot com and I went to a lot of non US source material um because of some of the, uh, the conspiracy theories which we will get into um a little bit further um but one of the things is is that they're saying that the LRA is at this particular point not a big deal okay my gut response to that is they not a big deal cuz there's now 100 US troops in your country right and it's not that these are soldiers that are there these are advisors so they're teaching the Ugandan um, government and the gun and soldiers how to find him. 
that that was the the yeah. stressed point when I read some of the other documents um, from the U.S. that it's, that it's uh, advisors versus troops coming in. Yeah, and basically, you know, that they're looking at um, that uh, they're calling this video distraction and basically stating that we should focus and concentrate on the hunger crisis and, you know, people not having food and not having employment and things of that particular nature that's going on in Uganda. Um, What do you think about that, Patty? I think that not paying attention to this issue is also a distraction. Um, so many times um, when an issue comes up and it's inconvenient or it's painful or um, our politicians or leaders are obviously not um, backing it, you know, the support of it, it gets in, uh, embarrassing to them. Because I know that the uh, the man who uh, put together this video um, went to Washington more than once and he got shut down. And then it wasn't until mm-hmm. after he got um, 100,000 signatures that um, he was able to get audience where he needed audience. And then he started to get um, politicians, celebrities um, pay attention to him. It's like, oh, this is a public outcry. So that tells me that our voices do make a difference no matter what is being communicated out there. When enough people join together and agree on something, we can move people in power to make the right decision because our government is here to serve us and it's only when we make them serve us that we can see some action. So yes, we yeah. have a voice and don't be afraid to use it because you're really not being asked to do anything than just say, yes, I support this, sign your name to something. No one's asking you to go to Africa. No one's asking you to adopt a child who does, doesn't have any parents and who used to be a soldier. They're just asking you to say, we find this to be an outrage. We won't stand for it anymore. Arrest the man. So it's uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I think that the the issue here in regards to Jason Russell, um, who again um, is you know the head of the Invisible Children campaign, the reason that he decided to do Coney Twelve was not only you know to make Coney infamous. But basically, it was that there not was it was not a continued focus, a politi- continued political focus on um, uh, you know the LRA and and w- what has been going on in Uganda. He was concerned that the Obama administration would just pull those particular troops because that there was not really anything that the United States had to gain there. And one of the things in the video is that you do have a politician. Um, I believe that it's uh, uh, one of the senators from Oklahoma that basically uh, stated that, uh, you know, if if it isn't um, something that is threatening our particular allies, um, or something that is going to that is that is going to jeopardize the security of the United States, um, that really politicians are not going to get involved with it. Um, and we have seen this over and over and over again. Um, we've seen uh, us get involved with Yugoslavia um, because Milosevic was doing ethnic cleansing and, of course, threatening uh, his particular neighbors. Um, and uh, but at the same time, there were all of the atrocities that were going on in Rwanda um, that we really, uh, you know, only did uh, you know a few small military things to help there. But pretty much, you know, it wasn't something that people were um, commenting about. Um, 
Jackie, what do you, one of the things that I uh, want to mention, just to get out of the way, um, is let's talk about the magic of this, because I think that the magic of this particular campaign is just phenomenal. Well, this is, um, I talk a lot about spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is where magic happens is within the series of influence. It takes two people to make a spell work. You and the person who helps you manifest it. So what I'm looking at is that this guy said it's so fascinating to me as I looked at the Invisible Children website and the Coney twenty twelve information. He he has what is his name again? Um, the producer of this the uh, Jason Russell. Jason Russell had a goal. And and this is the beauty of this, is that he had a goal. He said, I want to get X amount of influencers, and I want to get X amount of poli- uh, in the um, in within entertainment and X amount of influencers in the political world to um, sign on to this, to tweet this, to communicate this out. So he knew exactly how the spheres of influence work because um, he said, this is how I'm going to do this, and that's the magic of it. The other part of the magic of this is that it was worthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's something that we, those are two things that we tend to forget about when we're doing our own personal magic, is um, what's in my sphere of influence to help me manifest this, and do I even feel it's worthy? So part of his magic is how how connected he was with this. He wasn't Part of his magic is his belief in it, his belief in changing the world. And um, if you don't believe in what you're going to do, if you believe that you're always going to have a a financial curse or an emotional curse or a relationship curse over your head no matter what you do, nothing's ever going to happen. This guy took it to the next step and said, I believe that I can change the world. And i got to tell you something, if nothing happens on April 20th, he's already changed the world. Yeah. Just at the status quo right now, just that... It was on um, every major news channel last night. It was on the Daily Show. It's been, um, I think it was on the Colbert Show, or if it's about to be. Um, this has this has hit news all over the world. It's already happened. This is seventy-five thousand plus downloads. Seventy million. Seventy million. I'm sorry. Um, you're right. There's a couple extra zeros there. Seventy million downloads of this. That's that's amazing. Uh, I agree, and you know, with seventy million downloads, although that they may not necessarily, you know, it may be drive-by um, interest, um, uh, but at least you know now people know the name Joseph Coney, mm-hmm. um, and they know at least peripherally. Um, what the particular campaign is about, which brings some attention there. We're going to talk about more about this on the other side uh, of the break. Um, if you want to discuss um, the Coney 2012 situation and what it is that you think about this, do pick up the phone and give us a call at 760-539-3235. That's 760-539-3235. Please, of course, visit our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com. And now here is a little Mariah Carey.
that I found on this that, you know, kind of, that Jackie really liked as well, um, really had a lot to do with um, Tony 2012 being part of the old white man's burden in Africa. And basically, one of the things that um, this site, which I believe is an Arabic site, um, is stating is that, uh, or what they're questioning, rather, um, is could the West be playing an imperialistic game with the Coney 2012 campaign? Now, a lot of people don't know any of the back history um, in regards to Uganda. Uganda, until 
And so, right. no, I don't think that conspiracy theory holds water at all. Only if you decide to twist and turn it to justify it. You know how easy it is to do that, especially when you have um, the luxury of a ton of information and history. And, um, well, you know, the British used to be there, blah, blah, blah. I think, what? That, that statement, that theory doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think that, that a lot of the, where I see that the conspiracy theorists are going in regards to the situation is that there was so much um, misinformation, I'll use that word, a misinformation, which I'm kind of shocked that um, Bush and Cheney are not on the uh, the Hague's most wanted list, to be honest with you. But, um, <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of misinformation in regards to what led us into war with Iraq. Um, in regards to weapons of mass destruction. And a lot of the conspiracy theorists are basically stating that um, the U.S. government knows that they can't do that particular type of misinformation um, at this particular point. So uh, basically um, what, it is, what it is that they're, what they're, the conspiracy theorists are stating is that the U.S. government is now wanting to use heartstrings and... Um, uh, people's sympathy and uh, people's uh, uh, genuine compassion for others um, uh, in order to uh, uh, to incite uh, this particular, um, what they say will eventually be an invasion of Uganda. Now, if this was Iran that we were talking about, I might sit and pause and say, hmm, they may have a point. Mm-hmm. If this was Syria that we were talking about, I might sit back and say, hmm, they have a point. If this was Saudi Arabia that they were talking about, I would say, hmm, they may have a, a point, but this is Uganda. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see and, the agenda kind of uh, forming. Yeah, but not with Uganda, no. Unless yeah, there's something there uh, that we don't know about. <laughs> well, the conspiracy theorists are basically stating that underneath the ground that there's more oil in Uganda than there is in Saudi Arabia, okay? But, you know, I was looking at it this way. You know, there's probably more oil in the ground in upstate New York than there is in Saudi Arabia. We just don't drill. Right. Um, so, you know, I, the, the oil excuse, even though that I think that it is um, uh, where they're already developing huge massive amounts of oil, I think that that conversation may have merit. I don't necessarily feel that that is a conversation that has merit in regards to, um, uh, to in, in, in regards to Uganda. Well, um, here's one of the things that, that's, that's getting me on this whole thing, uh-huh. is that we're starting with um, – I'm looking at these different grassroots, grassroots movements that are getting attention globally. You know, we had we had 99% last year, which is going to they say is going to be starting right back up now that we're back to spring. Yeah. We had to take a winter break. It was too cold. Yeah. And <laughs> that then was wise. we have then we have Coney 2012. Now, you know what this message is to me is watch out, you're next. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think um, and I, I wanted Patty to comment on something. I see a couple people saying that this is a message of hate that we're putting out, and I don't feel that. I don't feel that this is a message of hate that we're putting out. I think this is a message of empowerment. We're taking notice and we're standing up because this is right. There's um, how many this this just smacks to me as we, we the discussion I had with some people about this this past weekend in Omaha. 
is that this smacks to all of us similar to walking past the woman or the man who's whooping his child in the middle of the grocery store. You need to do what's right. Mm-hmm. You need to do what's right. And and sometimes that's going to get management or security and saying, we got to stop this guy from, from hitting his kid rather than walking by. And this is the same thing. Even though we Coney is now on the run, he doesn't have these this huge amount of troops anymore. He doesn't have all the, you know, he's much smaller. He's in another country. That means that it's working. Let's keep going. Let's finish this. The other thing that that there is behind all of this, and I want to go into some of the funding of the CONI, of the Invisible Children and what they're doing, but but before we go into that, Patty, what do you feel about that? Because we have, you know, we read this one um, post from this one healer, spiritual healer who was talking, she was very worried that this is a message of hate going out. I, I think it's, a, think it's, a, it's a lovely sentiment, but it's, it's slightly misplaced because it's doing the same thing that the conspiracy theories do. It's causing people to glaze over the issue and jump forward into the solution. And what happens is that the action that needs to be taken right now, which is to rescue these children, uh, stop this, and you know, do no tolerance kind of thing for these war criminals, and um, and say that well, well, if we just love them enough, or if we just, you know, do um, she re- she re- uh, requesting everyone to put up posters of love rather than um, posters of hate. Um, that and that would change the energy and the vibration of it, and I get that. I get that that a vibration of love could could wash away or cancel a vibration of hatred, but you can't step over the awareness process. You have to make people aware of it and allow them their feelings, allow them to open up so that they can get into this place of activating their own energy and their own power, so they can make a choice so they can see how they feel about it and so that they can act on it. Now, that's an empowering, and I think that's what lightworkers need to do to help people, help them to awaken, become powerful in their own right, and choose how they're going to act on their power. That's the only way that we're going to learn that we are powerful is by choosing an action. And then afterwards, look at what was our action, what did it do for us, you know, do some reflection on that. But I, I, I think that this. I think that um, this is really organized in a very positive way, and to be afraid of people asserting themselves and asserting their power uh, is a, a wrong thinking. I, I don't think that light workers necessarily right. need to be afraid of of asserting themselves. When you awake, you awaken to everything, even the ugly. Right. You have to awaken to the ugly because it's there. You can't ignore and, and, it. You can't um, and I got to tell you, the mama who decides she's just going to love her kids into right action um, by by never creating boundaries and discipline. Discipline doesn't have to mean an you know blood drawn, but but um, repercussions, shall we say? Um, mm-hmm. If there's never any repercussions, then you have a very unbalanced child. You have a very unbalanced world. Well, so, it, you it, know, to, yeah. 
you know, it, 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 to be overprotective, it's kind of what we're talking about is being overprotective, then the children or the people w- won't ever develop any nurturing coping mechanisms, any any way to deal with the um, polarity and duality that we are in. We've got love and light, and we have darkness and evil and aggression and pain. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to and, be in both places, bring our light into the dark. We don't run from the dark. We have to bring our light into the dark, and we do that in a lot of different ways, not just by you know, saying, I, I, I know you're hurting, I love you. I, I do love you as a human being, but you're, you have to stop. And it takes right. intense willpower for a human being to step up to another person that's frightening them to say, no, you have to stop. And I applaud um, Jason for, for stepping up and saying that. That was a very courageous thing that he started. This could have... This could have really fallen completely flat. Yeah. This could have been uh this could have been nothing. And and he really put it out there um to do this and it just shows you that we can start here. I I did a quick Google search on 30,000 people. That's all I did. 30,000 people. And do you know the first 1 2 3 4 10 the first 10 things that came up on Google search was 30,000 um, people died in this atrocity. 30,000 people tra- died in that atrocity. 30,000 died in ethnic cleansing. 30,000, you know, so it was really interesting, and they were all different. Well, okay, then there's the one, the 30,000 Happy Meal. But um, but all of these were different. Which is a different kind of poison. Um, uh, yeah, different atrocities. Yeah, that's a different atrocity, Jackie, the 30,000 Happy Meal. <laughs> 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 Well, 30,000 people signed a petition to take back the Happy Meal and make it more healthy is what it was. Yeah. One of the things that I see in regards to this that I think that is a little bit different um, is, of course, uh, for me to get answers, I usually have to go to what is going on astrologically. Mm-hmm. And the planet Neptune, which is a collective planet, it isn't real concerned with, uh, you know, um, the, you know how much money we have, or you know, with the la- the latest um, uh, revolt against the government is. Um, it has to do with redemption, um, and uh, it, it has to do, and with it moving into its end sign of Pisces, it was in Aquarius for the last several years, and with it being. In Aquarius, we noticed like the Tunisia uprising, um, uh, the Egypt uprising, Iran election, um, Operation Wall Street. Um, uh, this feels very, very different. And basically, on one level, I think that uh, a lot of people don't want to really take a look at that in many ways we have allowed this stuff to happen. Um, uh, we haven't taken a particular stand. We haven't um, uh, developed our values in this particular type of way. And with Neptune going through Pisces, what I see beginning to occur is a beginning to purge these particular collective sins that we have allowed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why wasn't this stopped a long time ago? Yeah. Because Why? Neptune is in a different spot. Right. <laughs> you know, for example, if Neptune would still be in Aquarius, I don't think that this would have gotten the attention uh, uh, 
that it has because it doesn't have to do with uh, uh, you know fighting against quote unquote the man. Um, right, isn't Aquarius uh, it has kind of a humanitarian? Yeah. Uh, Aquarius um, really Aquarius... has to do. I'm sorry. Is Aquarius like the the humanitarian kind of energy where we take a look at what we're doing to each other as a, a community? It can be, and it can also be total mad, whacked out, psychotic, um, <laughs> crazy um, idealisms that have no form. Um, uh, Aquarius has to do with, yeah, it would, to an extent. But the 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 thing here is, is that usually when with Neptune being in Aquarius, what we saw was more man going against the particular regimes or the collective consciousness that was stating um, it's okay for, uh, you know, the government to do the things that it's doing, okay? Remember that Aquarius is an air sign, so it has to do with ideals. Um, Pisces is a water sign that has to do with emotions and emotional connections. Um, uh, and, uh, and and also has to do a lot with collective darkness. Um, Aquarius isn't real dark. Uh, it's a light, vibrant, doesn't want to be really attached to anything that um, uh, has that particular type of stain of filth in regards to it. It wants to clean things up. Pisces wants to go into the darkness. Oh. So, you know, with this, where, this, where you're seeing, seeing the change, in my opinion is we're no longer fighting the man, we're now fighting that man. Mm-hmm. Right. Singling um, people and, out. And, 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 and that the issues are a little bit darker because of the fact that this isn't uh, a governmental regime, you know, that has allowed particular, of course, you know, I'm not saying anything positive about the country of Uganda, which is a, a pus pocket of psychosis on its own, but, uh, uh, but unfortunately we can't send them to psychotherapy. Um, but um, uh, this really isn't about a fight against the Ugandan government, okay? This is more about um, a deeper, more atrocious uh, poison that we've allowed to, to exist in society, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, Jason went over there and, and said, I don't like what I see and I'm going to make it uh, known. And he set out to do that. It It was... Really, just one um, decision that he made, and now we're all having yeah. our reactions to it. You know, all the way mm-hmm. from you're you're trying to trick everyone out of their you know dollar fifty that they're going to contribute to and keep it for yourself because you're a charlatan, all the way to why did you bring this to my attention? I didn't want to know. I'm trying to right. create a blissful life for myself. Now you just screwed it all up. Because once you know something, you can't unknow it, you know? Right. And um, and then you have to deal with your own feelings about deciding to ignore. I find it interesting that one of the biggest critiques on this whole thing is that um, who is watching the video? Mm -hmm. And they say it's the vulnerable, impressionable um, demographics of 13 to 19-year-old girls majority and then you know uh women from the like the 24 to 40 age and then um the next largest demographic is young boys in the same 13 to 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 18 demographics so and that there well, doesn't that make sense that this, who are who are the victims in yeah. this scenario children exactly but who is the ones 
who are the ones who in the 60s made change? Who are the ones who who continuously? It was the kids who brought the yeah. uh, awareness of polluting the earth to to light. So it continues to be the younger generation who says who are not as jaded, who are more impressionable, and say this is not the kind of world I want to live in. We get older, we get jaded, we go, yeah, we've seen that before. That's really too bad. So we should do something about that. And then, well, but we it, teach our kids, you can be the one who does something about it. Yeah, and and kids are have their whole life ahead of them. They have that invincible, immortal, I-can-do-anything kind of energy. But it's that way for a reason, because as we get older, we we do get less flexible, unless we're unique and, and stay childlike. So mm-hmm. we kind of, each in, in Storm, you can speak to this, each generation brings their own um, energy ray in with them with the, the task that they're going to accomplish. Each generation brings mm-hmm. in Collectively, we're going to work on this, and let's see how far we get with it. So our generation was born with um, our generation was born with Pluto, which was in Virgo um, when we were born, and that this is mm-hmm. the reason why our particular generation is likes words like global warming and um, uh, clean environment. These are all Virgoan types of terms. Now. The generation that comes after ours, which has Pluto and Libra, may not necessarily be so concerned with global warming. Um, and then the, you know, it can go on. You know, Pluto and Scorpio, those that were born with Pluto and Scorpio, may be more concerned with um, uh, diseases and um, uh, uh, you know HIV and uh, other airborne atrocities um, than uh, than, w- than what we're, we were concerned about. That's not to say that we're not concerned about them, but it's not the motivating generational force that our generation is uh, is involving. With all of the children that are being born now, this particular need to redeem, this need to purge out the darkness is going to be flowing through their bloodstream, and it's basically what is going to be a driving, motivating factor uh, for for. You know the children that are being born now, and we see a correlation between where the collective outer planets are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, um, in regards to what the particular themes are that are important for that generation when they get older. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and then they yeah. have they have to act as a mirror or reflect back to the people that came before them how they behaved, mm-hmm. and ask them to atone and uh, clean up their karma. So it's, it's, it's one of the things that one of the things that I find really really fascinating in this, and I, I want to comment on this, and then and then go to a break, and then we have some you know the numerology, and we have the fundraising stuff to go through on the other side. Um, one of the things that that interests me is that people do not want to get involved with this, or maybe questioning this, or um, uh, may have um, uh, a lot of uh, trepidation uh, about this particular campaign, because it does bring up these very, very dark issues, but, you know, um, they're more than willing to hop into the next, you know, 15-minute Facebook war. Yes. <laughs> um, and do uh, politics of personal destruction, um, uh, uh, which can oftentimes be just as as brutal, but then ignore something that is important like this. It is just something I can't even wrap my mind around and grasp. 
Yeah, I know. I'm having a real hard time with that. I will just, I will just uh, throw that out there. I have a really, really difficult time that uh, people can get involved in very, very petty things that really, really do not matter at the end of the day. Right. Yet something like this. They're going to um, rip apart. Yeah. They're going to tell you why it's wrong and why it's just a big old scam and that it's not worthy of their time. I'm, I'm right there with you. But, you know, if, if Kim Kardashian this afternoon went and got herself, in, for, for, you know, fertilized by 14 men and was having, you know, um, uh, her own Octomom scenario, it would be all over the news and everybody would be commenting about it and it would be the most important news story since um, a 9-11, okay? Mm-hmm. But something like this, oh, can't get involved. But I can get involved with Kim Kardashian's vagina. Right. There's your right. another another so, layer of distraction, Storm. Another reason to not look <laughs> at the truth. Uh, exactly. Uh, we have to take a break. The number is seven six zero five three nine three two three five. Again, that is seven six zero five three nine three two three five. Please cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic. And how many of us will there be more than we are now? And where will we come from? The rivers. The oceans, the ends of the darkest inlets, the lightest colored seas. Would not, would not be enough, would not be enough.
in order for people to let the karma balance, they have to stop creating new karma. So the lesson of that continent is to stop fighting and start taking care of each other. And because of the karma is like that, they have historically attracted a lot of being used and oppression and, you know, the the British Empire and, and the stealing of the wealth out of Africa. It's just... It's like it's just coming around to bite them in the butt, and this will resolve eventually, and it will resolve as fast as it can and as fast as people stop picking on each other. Patty's very the interesting thing explanation with, of it all. <laughs> the the interesting thing with the British is that what the British called um, all of the the reason that they went and created these particular protectorates is they called them civilizing missions. Right. Right. Um, and, but the people uh, of Africa were starting, were starting over. They were basically building themselves up from being stripped down from what they weren't once were, according to mythology. So they needed to have the space to start very basically and then grow themselves up and out again. But the world around them had, at this point, uh, were ahead of them with their technologies and with their aggression. And then, and then Europe has their own karma, too, where they're figuring out their warlike um, stuff, too. So, Well, they haven't yeah, had a war god that they didn't like. You know? <laughs> right. There's their favorite gods. But if, if um, the people of Africa could have been left alone um, and allowed to, you know, to come through their process, we would have a totally different situation there. But... Alas, no one leaves anything alone. Too much. Well, this is a discussion that that Storm and I had um, earlier today when we were talking about this, is that just because you're not westernized, a country is not westernized, doesn't mean it wants to be. And a lot of the people in Africa, in, in some of the interviews that I've heard, this is not an assumption on my part, this is coming from hearing interviews, is that they they don't want the Western culture to invade them. So they want to continue on with their own tradition, right, Storm? We were talking about that. You you had um, cited a couple of interviews. where then you, But you have the Western invasion through if some of the people decide they want to Westernize, like Kony, with the Western um, uh, weapons and ideas to, to take everything over, although that's not a Western idea to take everything over, but with, the, with his ammunition, with his... Um, with his war tools and and guns and everything, then well, isn't he then a that Christian too? Throws it out of balance. Yeah. Pardon me. Well, isn't he? A well, Christian he, he claims he is. Yeah. He claims well, he's, he, he is. Uh, he's using it anyway. <laughs> right. Well, Uganda is a Christian nation. Mhm. Yeah, true. But not originally. It it has been converted. Mhm. What was that, Jackie? It was converted. Um, it was converted about two thousand years ago. Right. Interesting. You know, so it wouldn't, you know, you can even, you know, it has been Christian longer than the United States has. Um, <laughs> it's even been Christianized longer than white people have, um, really. Um, you know, when you take a look at, uh, you know, where most, you know, where the, the majority of the roots of the United States come from, of course, is the Slavic nations or the, um, what the Roman Empire called barbarians um, of, uh, you know, um, Germany and, and uh, England. Um, uh, this country has been Christianized much longer. Interesting, because it's, 
It's not on the coast. I mean, it's it's not like the west coast of. I mean, it's really heading more towards the center of Africa. Yeah, um, Christianity really bled um, into uh, those particular areas in a very, very rapid way. And you had the three big, huge, gigantic religions uh, that were kind of fighting for dominance, which was Christianity, Islam, and Buddhism at that particular point. Um, It's interesting because it it probably came, well, it almost touches Ethiopia. It's very close to the Ethiopian border. Yeah. And um, both the Islamic and Christian um, conversions came through Ethiopia, Ethiopia very rapidly. Yeah, two thousand years ago. That's the, that's right. the crazy thing. Right. So, and they even say that the um, Ark of the Covenant is in Ethiopia. Yeah. It's not any. It's not in the Middle East at all. So. Um, so that's well. It's that well. That kind of is the Middle East, but some people don't don't consider that part of that. It is, and and one of the things that I see, especially with the, with the Uganda church, um, briefly, is that this is an extremely tribalistic based country. It's very concerned about familial concerns. It's very concerned about heritage. It's very very concerned about roots. It's very conservative. It's not really interested in a lot of progress. Um, it just wants things to kind of remain the way that they are. And one of the things that I think that we have to consider is that if the majority of our particular you know, food luxury um, that we have in the United States, whether you're eating Kraft macaroni and cheese or you're eating, eating arugula, there is plenty of food for the most part, part in, the, in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, if you took that away, would we really be all that civilized? I don't think so. I think you have to, um, a very wise friend of mine said a long time ago, it's really hard to pursue the the higher realms of things, the the more lofty spiritual principles, if you don't have enough food to eat. It's near impossible. And I remember him saying that to me at a time when I didn't have enough food to eat. It was kind of crazy. And I said, oh, that makes sense. So then I could, you know, I, I, I process things differently at that point. Could you imagine if, for example, the biggest problem that Barack Obama had on his desk right now was making sure that people had food? Could you imagine? It would get us very focused. On survival issues, yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing else. And, and and I think that, you know, we would be able to view things in a different way. With these particular third world countries, you know, people have to realize that that is a lot of basically what is driving their political systems has more to do with survival and survival issues than it does, you know, uh, are we going to have a T3 access, um, you know, for every right. child. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so these are, these are particular issues that I think that we have to take a look at because we take these particular things for granted. And this, these countries have a right, absolutely have a right to be able to, uh, because they're sovereign nations, they have a right to be able to um, uh, do their own uh, world the way that it is. And that's why I think that you're, you're, you're right, Patty, that, uh, uh, you know, that they have their own issues that they're dealing with, which are vast. It's, you know, Uganda has quite a psych- uh, psychotic chart. Um 
and I definitely wouldn't want to live there. But uh, uh, but it's their particular issues that they have to work through. Um, on the other end of that, when you're starting to talk about um, these particular atrocities, that is where I think that the power of our particular tax dollars that we do pay, because we do have the luxury of food, and for the most part, you know, of course there there are uh, circumstances where that that's not true, but you know, most of us do have you know a place to stay and uh, electricity and soap and food um, and mm-hmm. uh, have an attic. You know, it may not be the best life, but you know, are at least. Um, able to do um, most things to keep us going. Um, our tax dollars being used in a way that helps to promote um, people being able to have the right to live life the way that they want to, I think is much more important necessarily than a lot of the uh, the uh, invasions that we've had, uh, you know, in the past. Um, Jackie, let's talk about the fundraising here because I think you know that that is a great segue into actually where this particular money for 2012, 2012 is going. Well, we both looked into that, and we both I, – I was actually um, – I found a PDF of their um, of the, their accountant's review of their uh-huh. finances, and then you we both looked at some things. And, and, and it looks like from these reviews that we've both done, because we're both financial – we both understand finances, is that it's pretty standard. You have your expenses for any, any um, charity, the, the standard amount is going towards the um, – the, the, issue at hand. There's uh-huh. also somebody that's very much earmarked and it's a large amount of it that goes directly to building schools and and doing some of the work they do over there. So the Invisible Children Fund has is creating schools for these kids who have been orphaned to go to. Um and then there's also they've also created um what was it what else did they say in the video that they created an early warning system. Uh-huh. And um there was something else I can't remember. So that they could track County 20, you know, any type of movement so that they can get um, the word out there so people could protect themselves. Right, and I think there was also something about water. Yeah. Um, and I and I forgive me for forgetting all this. Um, but going through the finances, it looks like that is actually happening. Um, so what I like about this Invisible Children is, it, is there's the early warning system. They want to make County well-known to make sure that we can um, maintain those 100 troops over there that we've that we're helping to capture him because he's moved into the Congo area now but also there's um there's some healing there's um there's some repercussions of these kids that have escaped they've been brainwashed they've been abused they've been scarred and then there's all other children that didn't join them that were scarred and maimed mm-hmm. so what happens to them and that's the other big thing is that this person is 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 damaging children permanently, forever. Mm-hmm. So what happens to those kids who have no parents, who are orphaned, who have been raised in this terrorist situation? What is their future, and what is our future because they're in it? Like, and they don't have the luxury, Jackie. This is an important point that I think that people should know. They don't have the luxury like we do. Let me raise my hand here. Hi. Um, of bottoming out on abuse uh, uh, um, and having the luxury of of seeking psychotherapy or seeking um, some form of help. Nope. There is no luxury. There are no therapists to to go to and say, it's just too hard. I I can't shake those dreams. 
Yeah, exactly. You know. Whereas, you know, you know, and I'm very, very grateful for it. Um, and when I was going through, you know, my own personal bottoming out process, uh, you know, I knew, you know, one of the things I'm very grateful for is that I had the luxury, Jackie, of looking at a lot of different options, including doing a healing with Patty. Um, uh, you know that I could use to my disposal. These people do not have this at all. Right. Zero. Right. And so, what happens? Do do these mm-hmm. these kids rise up as adults and and try to do the same thing over again? Really, that would be my concern that uh, there will be another Coney in the making. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so, uh, what happens with them? I don't know. It's a it's really it's an internal issue as far as you know Uganda taking their children back and, and helping them as best they can, and so then mm-hmm. externally, other governments, other people around the world can do what they can to um, give them the support they need to create the in, in, internal structure of family, recreate family again, because that is their core belief, their core strength, is developing the family and the community. That's that's what's so important to them. And Coney came through and dis, dismantled it. And, it, it, you mm-hmm. know, really it was his way of taking the country apart. And he, he was very successful at it. And so we could help them, Uganda, the people of Uganda, put their country back together in the tribal form that makes sense to them. But with all the, with all of Uganda's other issues, it's going to be really low on the list. Really low. Yeah, really exactly. Low. So a you're going to need organizations. You're going to need organizations like you, you know, in in uh, like Invisible Children. I will mm-hmm. even say that there's some you know Christian ministries um, that provide uh, therapy and things of that particular nature. Although you know, albeit most of it is religious therapy, but still, uh, you know, it's that something. they're giving something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's something which I think is uh, more important. And in, in the, uh, the one of the large criticisms I think that I found, uh, 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 this, you know, you know, I just saw it, and I, you know, part of me just laughed when I read it, is that the biggest nitpicking had to do with the particular salaries um, that the people in, uh, you know, involved with Coney 2012 um, are making. Um, uh, I, you know, when I sit back and I think, you know, the um, Jason Russell's making a little over a hundred grand a year salary. Um, when you take a look at where he lives, San Diego, which is very expensive, um, uh, uh, you know, and the rents are, you know, um, uh, astronomical in regards to uh, housing. Um, uh, you know, the uh, a lot of people will view that figure as pretty high. But at the same time, in order, you know, he does have an absolute right to make sure his particular needs and his family's needs and the needs of the people that are working for him are met so -hmm. that they are psychologically, physically able to deal with these particular very, very hard issues. And, uh, uh, you know, even though I don't have employees, I know that you do, Jackie, Mm -hmm. um, a large percentage of your, the particular money that you make, what does it go on? Oh, it, it usually goes to um, salaries and materials. And what to, one of the things that I that I love about both you and Patty is that both of you and Patty's philosophy is people are going to get paid even if I have to go without. Mhm. 
We don't love that philosophy um, although my, much, but <laughs> we don't love it. Yeah, you all don't love that philosophy. I don't really but love that philosophy for both of you. But, um. but it's, it's, that's the point, though, and I'm sure Jason does what he needs to do with his salary when something falls short and he pays his for his own plane ticket over to Uganda. I, yeah. I'm sure he pays for some stuff himself. And oh, the, you know, the uh, there there are a lot of, um, you know, people look at these particular figures um, and think that it, you know, that they're just astronomical. When you take a look at their particular expense sheets, oftentimes what it comes down to is that they're pretty much breaking even. Um, charities is not a, a way to do a get-rich-quick scheme by any means. No. Um, oh. You know, and I know... I know we're we're winding down to the tail end of the show, and there's something that I think that is the most important message sure. of all of this, which is stand up for something. Mm-hmm. Really just, just have something that you believe in so much that you're going to make the world a better place for it. Do something. It might be that you are an amazing parent, and and that you're, I, I met a, a, some amazing parents this weekend, and they're super involved in their kids' life, and that's their focus, and that's what they stand up for. But choose it, own it, be it, and that's going to be a big part of your magic. So, uh, and that personal ethics, that personal values, when you have them and you own them and you know them, and it might be that you decide that, you know, damn it, you're going to help all your friends recycle and you're going to pick up their recycling, or you're going to be part of the, the invisible children, or you're going to stand up for, for something else, uh-huh. and you're, or, or women's rights, or whatever it is. Do it, own it, be it. Do something. Because because it's the the... the collection of the some things that becomes an amazing world-changing thing. But if we all sit on our couch and critique everything that crosses our path, mm-hmm. then we all are poor. Then we're all very, very poor. Okay, Miss Patty, you get the last word. Wow. Um, the only thing I would add to that is um, is that action is the key to empowering yourself. So take some sort of action. It doesn't have to be what is prescribed outside of you. You have to decide for yourself what action you, you need and want to take. And uh, try not to be afraid of it because it will make you feel um, a little less vulnerable. And it, it's such an empowering thing. So you could allow the the Coney 2012 to, you know, stimulate, you know, that willpower within you to say, this is the one I'm going to grab onto and do. Um, but ultimately, we we do everything, anything in our lives to help awaken ourselves. So go ahead and use this and allow yourself to be part of something that is grander than yourself so that you can become grander yourself. Exactly. Yep. So Exactly. What an amazing show we had here. We really yes. talked around a lot of stuff. I think we covered it as thoroughly as we can in a metaphysical show. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, we've got a lot of other good shows coming up real quick, too. And, and Patty, I want to thank you for, um, at the last minute, joining us. Um, I mean, I know it's You're not welcome. a big stretch because you are on the other side of the office from me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I get to look it's at my you. my pleasure. Okay. Thanks for inviting me. So what have we got coming up? We've got um, the Spiritual Cleansing and Reading Show next week. Yes. Um, so what, what we're going to 
talk about is different ways to do that spring spiritual cleansing, and then we'll have some readings thrown in there too. Um, in two weeks on the 27th of, um, of March, what month is this? We have Christopher Penzik, and he's going to talk about the gates of witchcraft. And then March, crazy, we're having Mama Star come in and Christian Day. And so, Storm, let's bring us home. And you guys, what do we need to do? Oh, we need to keep it magic. <laughs> Yeah. This is what I see. Okay. Everybody's out. 